Piece of shit. Alright. Let's do this shit. Alright, y'all. This is Ricky the King here. Maybe if y'all don't know me, maybe y'all haven't seen me before. Eladio invited me to do an episode in episode 64 a while back. If anything, people should be paying attention to me. Fucking Ricky. I got all the bitches. I got the money. Look at my fucking chain. You tell me this shit is fake? Fuck you if you think it's fake. Y'all know who the fuck it is. Just here to give y'all a warning. This motherfucker, Eladio, is going to be in his bag. He's going to be in his feelings for this episode. He's just going to be sad the whole time. Just giving y'all a life update. And then he might get into some pop culture shit. He likes to talk about that shit. I don't. Not Ricky. Nah. I don't count no other people's pockets. I count my own. I'll be distracted doing that shit. But I just came in to give y'all a warning. Because if y'all like me, I wouldn't watch this fucking episode. I don't want to see this motherfucker Eladio and his feelings. He be in his feelings every day on Twitter. I'd be reading that shit and just get depressed. I gotta mute that motherfucker. But yeah, just giving y'all a warning. That's what the fuck this motherfucker Eladio about to do. And he told me to come in and introduce the episode. And give it some hype. Give it some swag, you know what I mean? Give it some drip. Because that motherfucker got no drip. Eladio got no drip. Ain't no bitches. Ain't no money. Why the fuck is anybody even listening to this motherfucker talk? So yeah, I guess without further ado, let's just jump straight into this episode. Hello everybody and welcome back to episode 143 of the Empty Opinions Podcast with your host Eladio Polanco. For this episode, it is going to be just a solo episode, uh, just me. This is the monthly or I guess quarterly solo episode. So like I've said before, it's becoming kind of like a trend that every fourth episode of the podcast becomes a solo episode where it can just be me, take a break from you know, booking guests, because just booking guests in general, it's just a nightmare, like trying to get people to come to the, it's not like I can't find people, it's just coordinating everything, because my life is, you know, pretty busy, so just trying to get the right people to come to the apartment to record, it can be kind of a hassle, so I said, you know what, fuck it, let me do this solo episode, or these types of episodes, to take a break from that, also it serves also like a, you know, a way to touch uh, what what the fuck is the saying to touch uh touch base I guess yeah to touch base with anybody who's listening and or watching just me directly talking to you guys you know letting you know about anything that's been happening in the empty opinions universe or just my life in general I don't know it could be just a chill relaxed episode where you know I just talk for however long I talk for and um for this specific episode you know, I think this will be a good episode to talk about all the stuff I've been going through recently, which, listen, typically, when I talk about the shit that I go through or the things that are happening in my life, those episodes are typically the best episodes I've ever done. I've been doing this thing, this kind of like a series of podcast episodes where it's like, whenever I'm recording a podcast with no video, that means it's probably going to be like, the best podcast I've ever recorded. It's like, you know, when Drake adds like a date and time in the title of his video or of his songs. That's how you know those songs are about to go crazy. They always are, you know, live up to the hype. That's me with the video last episodes. But 
you know, I want to make this a part of the podcast, so it has to be video. But the energy I think is going to carry out in this episode. And I feel like I'm being vague, but here's what I'm trying to say. You know, those episodes, usually when I do no video, I talk about something or someone <laughs> happening in my life where, you know, I just kind of, you know, just event. You know what I mean? Just use it as a as a therapy session. And I used to do it a lot more than I do now. And the reason I kind of stopped doing that is because it became a thing of like, those episodes will be great. They would be great content, great episodes that I will be really proud of. But then afterwards, that it would always be a consequence to that. I mentioned this in the last episode with uh, Jeremy. Um, there I got close to touching on something I've been going through, but I didn't really. I held back. Obviously, there was a guest here and there was other topics to talk about. And genuinely, I was just, you know, not wanting to do it. But now I'm like, you know what? I feel like I've been going through so much just personally. And I have a podcast. I have a platform that I've created from the ground up. Why the fuck not use it? You know what I mean? Like, why not take advantage of it? Like I said, this is how the podcast started. It was meant for me to just vent about whatever the fuck was going on in my life. Because, you know, I guess I didn't really have any other outlet to do so. And at this point, the podcast has become this thing where, like, a lot of people watch it. You know, I, I like to, there's a lot of cool guests that I've been getting, right? Like, obviously, I had the co-host with Cameo. And even during that run, I wasn't able to just fully go because she was kind of like the balance. She was like, whenever I would go too far on one side, she will pull me back. Or like, if I would go too, you know, insular with whatever the fuck I was talking about, she would just kind of like not pay attention. So I had to juggle that. But now it's just me. So like, I think that's what most of this episode is going to be. Or at least a big chunk of it. I do have other sections planned. Like, I have this, like, unpopular opinion. Unpopular, I guess I'll call it unpopular empty opinion. Um, that I'm going to, it's like a, a segment, I guess, for this episode. And also at the end of the episode, I'm going to talk about serious, you know, not serious. The opposite of serious. Like, silly pop culture items that I just want to, you know, talk about. And maybe, you know. Put them up as fucking clips to get views. You know what I mean? That's the name of the game. But for this first chunk of the episode, I do want to give just a life update as to what's going on with me. Because I need to create some parasocial relationships. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I can't get people to personally care about me, they're not going to give a fuck about my shit. And sure, parasocial relationships can be deeply unhealthy and lead people to do crazy things that they probably shouldn't do, but they think it's okay to do because they feel like they know the creator. But guess what? That shit gets you paid. So I'm willing to do the <laughs> that trade-off. So uh, I'm just going to be very honest with anybody who decides to watch or listen or whatever the fuck you want to do. Or not. You know what? I mean? Whoever wants to pay attention to this episode can, can you know, can watch it. But so I guess, you know, oh, I guess they didn't even drive home the point earlier of how dangerous this episode kind of is. Because like I said, you know, whenever I would make these episodes, these type of episodes, there will be great content wise, but there will be a lot of consequences afterwards. So what the people I would talk about would get mad at me, have blocked me, would like curse me out. And that kind of has given me like PTSD almost. I'm just like, I really don't want to deal with that. Right. Like, and yeah, maybe I shouldn't be talking about other people's business. But then I'm like, I struggle with that because it's like, it's also my business. 
right? Like, I'm also like, am I just not human? Like, I'm going through this stuff. It's not just them. And that's why I don't say names. But even even me not saying names isn't enough. They still get mad. So doing this episode and speaking as freely as I want to might cause some consequences. But, you know, at the end of the day, this podcast is kind of like... Uh, this podcast is, is is my rocket. You know what I mean? The same way that William Shatner is going to space, you know, with Jeff Bezos and probably dying in space. I don't want to put that out there, but <laughs> William Shatner is pretty old. But I guess if you're an actor in Star Trek, I think that makes total sense that you would want to die in space. But regardless, and I'm not saying he's going to die. In sp- I'm just saying, OK, whatever. Let's move on. But the same way that William Shatner just shot up into space in Jeff Bezos' rocket, that's what I'm up to, uh, what I'm I'm about to do. You know what I mean? Like, this is my rocket, and so I'm gonna just shoot up, and you know, I don't know. I lost track. Listen, you guys know at this point I have horrible analogies, so let me just stop with the analogies and just talk about. Here's what's been going on, really. It's been like um, a weird thing. I've been reflecting a lot about my mental health this year, or just how this year has gone for me. And it's weird because this year has been both the best and the worst year of my life, I believe. And let me explain what I mean by that. It's been the best in terms of the content. Obviously, me doing the reactions, that's blowing up. That's helping the channel immensely. Like me doing those empty reactions, that's getting a lot of traction to the channel. And it's been helping me get more subscribers. Recently crossed a thousand subscribers, you know, hundred thousand views. Like I've been doing well in terms of content, the podcast, I've been getting great guests, like, and even if you don't look at the stats or views or whatever, which are pretty low, even just how they are content, uh, not content wise. Well, yeah, content wise and quality wise, it's just been hitting every stride possible. It's been so fucking good. Like I literally feel so good when I finish editing them and I'm looking back on the great edits I did or like how the podcast turns out at the end and I would just be so proud of it. So in that sense, yes, this has been the best year of my life by far and it's only going to keep getting better and better in terms of my career, right? But in terms of my mental health, it just feels like I'm really going downhill. Like I'm heading to, uh, what's the term? It's like rock bottom. And that's necessary for everybody, right? Like, I feel like this is something I actually talked about with Dom from the Listen to This While You Shit podcast uh, when we when he did the episode. And Cameo, I don't know if it was during the podcast or if it was before or after. I don't remember. But when he was here, we definitely talked about how he went through a time where, like, he did. The, that was the worst time of his life in terms of his mental health and that he was able to, like, climb back. And I think... Cameo shared a similar like sentiment like yeah I get exactly what you're saying and I remember listening to them talk and I'm like oh fuck that means it's coming and I think it's it's a thing of like I think everybody in their life at least you know in their early 20s or or as they're growing up like I'm not talking about midlife crisis I'm talking about I think the first dip the first rock bottom that you reach it's around probably your early 20s And I think everybody experiences that, you know, I don't think that was just a dumb thing or like, you know, a cameo thing that that, I think that's something that everybody goes through where like you need to hit a certain rock bottom to really figure yourself out and emerge from that and truly know yourself. 
And I remember ever since we did that episode, it's always stuck in my mind like, fuck, I haven't had that yet. So when is that coming? Not knowing I'm heading there, right? And I don't want to make it sound like, you know, that, that that sounds really dark. But I just mean in terms of like, there's going to come a point in my life that I'm sensing is going to come soon enough. Like maybe by the end of the year, maybe next year. But it's coming soon. Where, you know, it, it's like I'm going to be completely distraught, right? Like mentally. And I'm going to be like, okay, I can't do this anymore. And then I'm going to rise, right? And I've thought... I've reached those really rock bottom moments, but every time I hit those and then I continue living, right? Like life just goes on and, you know, I keep making podcast episodes and I keep, you know, meeting people going through fucking school and work and all that. It just somehow every other month, every like every two or three months, there's like a deeper rock bottom. So that's how I know it's not really rock bottom. Like I could have sworn to you, I've had like two rock bottoms. In the past year, like one in December where like I really lost my mind. I think I really had a bad mental breakdown like December of last year and then one in February. Right. Um, That one was really bad, too. Very bad. And I feel like I still haven't recovered from that one. But now, like this week, I had like an equally as bad or maybe slightly worse, like rock bottom moment. And it's like. And in that way, that's why I say I feel like I'm heading to like a, the real rock bottom soon because I can definitely see me reaching lower and lower moments. Just mentally, guys, I don't I'm not talking about I don't want this to sound too crazy. But like I said, this was going to be a very honest episode. But just like this past week, man, this past week, I literally was like it wasn't good, like in terms of like depression and then the anxiety. And inevitably, and obviously, and like, you know, it may seem obvious to me, there seems to be a pattern where like anytime I reach those really dark moments in my life, they have to do with women. Like the one in December was about a woman. And then the one in February was about a woman. And the one and even before December, like anytime I get really, really like, down on myself it has to do with a woman in some situation i'm in that i do not know how to handle and in those moments i feel impotent not impotent impotent like i can't do anything i have no control and that's one thing i realized this week and i'll get into what exactly the situation is because this could be like a good story and i like telling stories i think i'm pretty good at telling stories so, but the problem is those stories are inspired are based on real shit. So then the people that are involved in those stories may think that I'm painting them in a bad light, which I never mean to. But it's like, you know, it's my perspective. They're going to seem like they're in a bad light, but it's just, you know, it's just how I see the world. It's just my experience. And if you, you probably see them from their perspective, I'm the one that looks horrible. You know, it's life is all about perspective, but. Um, one thing I realized this week is just like how much I struggle with not having control. This is why the podcast in this room I'm in right now and the fucking lights and the fucking camera and the laptop, you know, and the microphone, like and the audio equipment that I have, everything is controlled by me. It's like an experiment. If you ever took biology class, you you know how they told you, they tell you that like, you know, 
you know, there's like fixed variables and like whatever the other word for the opposite of fixed variables are in an experiment. And then that's how you can determine the outcome or something or how you can come to a hypothesis. Like one thing about my life, this room I'm in right now and this setup and everything set up the way it is. This are the fixed variables in my life. And that's why I'm always so comfortable here. Like this is the most comfortable I am ever in life. This is the more the most cocky, like or, or, or you know, confident. You know, cocky is a negative connotation. So I'll just say confident. This is the most confident I'm ever, you know, I'm ever feeling, right? Like this is the most comfortable I'm ever feeling. This is the most like proud of myself i'm even feeling like this thing that i built with the podcast and just the brand empty opinions in general since i literally can control every single detail it's heaven for me but i've realized due to my anxiety and i think what this is another thing i've realized is like in, speaking of anxiety and control like i think my anxiety is way worse than i've previously thought it was like a thing is really bad and the way I'm realizing that is because of how tied control is to anxiety, right? Like anxiety you get when you get the anxiety or you get really bad anxiety when you feel like you have zero control about around what's what's around you. And so the possibilities and overthinking are endless, right? So the reason I'm always kind of down or like it gets really bad with me mentally when I'm dealing with women it's because women are like the one wild variable that I can never seem to understand or control. And I don't mean control like in a manipulative way or like abusive way, just in terms of like getting a grasp on them, like being able to like, you know, feel the ground beneath my feet, right? Like that grounding feeling that I need when I have anxiety. When I'm dealing with women, it's literally like I'm floating and there's nothing to grab on. It's like... I was in a, you know, that rocket ship with William Shatner and I, you know, somehow I got sucked out of the fucking window in the rocket and I'm just in space floating, right? I'm just fucking floating and like, I'm trying to move and I'm trying to grab onto shit, but I'm just impotent. I can't do anything. I'm just floating. When I'm dealing with certain women or like I'm in certain situations, that's what happens. And then I think that's what leads me to unravel to no end. And you know, what does that say about me? Is that something that it's a women's fault? Absolutely not. This is just who I am. But it's something that I have to kind of figure out because if not, this is just going to continue happening. And it has been continuing happening. And like it always gets really bad and then I come out of it and I'm fine. Like right now, you know, I'm still kind of reeling off of like the depression and, you know, the heavy anxiety and just, you know that lost feeling that in limbo feeling i'm slightly coming off of that but you know um like when i was in that it was it was just bad and it is because of the women so like i guess in my situation like i'm trying to think what can i really do about this and i guess you know the only thing i can really do is try to get some control you know what i mean but you can't you know what I mean? With women, you really can't because if they don't want to do something, they're not going to do it. And if they don't want to give you any clarity as to what they're doing because you're feeling anxious, they're not going to do it either. It's like it's it's a weird thing. And maybe it comes down to like just meeting that special one that makes you feel, 
you know, grounded, that doesn't make you feel anxious. I think that's what ultimately is going to be what a long-term relationship with me looks like in terms of being with a woman. Like it has to be, I have to be some, there has to be some sort of grounding because if not, I'll just spiral like a fucking tornado out of control. And the reason, and I guess, you know, the catalyst for all of this is the story that I wanted to get into that. I don't know how the fuck I'm going to tell this story or like what angle I'm going to take or like, you know, cause it's just a tricky story to tell. It's just a tricky thing to reveal to talk about i've been so nervous to even like mention this because i know what happens when i get into shit like this and it's never good with the women um but i just have to kind of talk about it because like i said this is gonna be um my therapy session i think this podcast episode um this is gonna be just me telling you guys how i've been feeling and why i've been feeling the way i've been feeling so okay let's 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 see how far back do i go all right so there was this one there's this girl. <laughs> yeah, whenever you hear me see the, it's funny because it's become, I feel like it's almost like a meme at this point. Whenever I say, so there's this girl, right? So, or so I met this girl or so I know this girl. So there's this girl, right? <laughs> whenever you, whenever I start a story like that, you best believe it's going to be entertaining. And also, you know, it's going to get me in trouble. But yeah, there's this girl that I, you know, it's tricky when you've never actually personally met someone, right? Like when it's all over social media or the internet, I struggle to say I've met. Like, how do you describe that? Like I know of, I followed, I guess you can start with that. So I followed this girl that came up, you know, is a mutual, right? Of like one of my friends, right? And so I followed this girl because I thought she was beautiful and, um, yeah, follow her on Instagram, Twitter. You know the deal. You know the deal. And that was during a moment. I think that was around like February, March. It was around March, actually, where I was employing this strategy that never worked. And it only lasted for like three days. <laughs> the strategy only lasted for like three days. But I was employing this strategy where like any woman I was interested in over the Internet, I would just straight up say, hey, let me take you out to eat somewhere. Because I thought... Who can deny going to eat somewhere? Going to eat somewhere, you know, that's such a nice gesture. And what woman doesn't like to eat? I love to eat. A little too much, I think, because that's why I got to fucking lose weight. But that was the strategy that I employed earlier in the year that didn't last too long because I tried it with two people and it didn't work. Three people, maybe. But as soon as I followed this girl, I, you know, I said that. I was like, hey, do you want to go? you know, to a restaurant to eat or something. Um, and uh, she, she kind of, you know, politely turned me down and I wasn't even mad at that. Like when that happened, I was just like, you know what? Nah, whatever. And she was, she was very nice about it. And I just thought, all right, let's keep it moving. And I did kind of keep it moving, but I, you know, I still, I still followed her cause I'm not fucking that petty that like, well, in my story, you'll find out I am kind of petty. Um, that brings me a lot of issues. Um, but I'm not like that kind of petty where like, if you, if a girl denies me, I'm like, well, fuck you then bitch. Like I'll unfollow her. No, it's still beautiful. I still want to see her in my fucking feed. You know, who doesn't like to look at beautiful things and read beautiful thoughts. But, um, after that I stopped, uh, 
like I just didn't pursue anymore, right? Like I followed her, you know, liked her pictures, whatever. But there was just no interaction, and I was kind of fine with that, you know. And um, it got to a point where, like, I was starting to see a couple of things that made me believe she wanted me to reach out or like to shoot my shot, which is always tricky because you never know. You know, you can misread, you can misread signs all the time. You can you misunderstand things. So. This is one of the most, you know, unreliable things ever. This is like the most unreliable narrator shit ever. This is the fucking the catcher in the rye, empty opinions edition. But so I saw that she was posting these things, right? That I perceived to be, oh, she wants me to reach out. And that I'm not even going to get into because whether they're real or not, it doesn't matter. What matters is that I thought is a hint. But and, and I, so and, and that's why I acted on it. And um. If I describe them, people could argue it all day long. It could be like, oh, yeah, she was, she did want you to do that. Oh, no, she didn't want you to do that. And I'm not interested in that. That really doesn't matter, ultimately. Well, I guess it kind of matters because it will tell you what her intention is. But then again, that's part of the whole control thing. I have no idea. I'm completely lost. I don't know. Those three words are the most harmful words to my soul ever. As someone with anxiety, the words I don't know fucking haunts me. You know what I mean? That's like... You know, the thing I don't want to look under my bed and see at night. Like, I don't want to see, like, the three letters. I don't know. Like, that's... you would I would have a reaction, like, in horror movies. Like, no! Like, I would just lose my fucking mind if I see those three words. But where was I? Oh, yeah, I was just saying, basically, you know. Her... Whatever... Whether the hints... Whether the things I perceive to be hints were hints or not, doesn't matter. What matters is, I was like, oh, okay. I think I see some, like, something here that I could go for. But this is a crazier thing, right? I was so like kind of, I think, into this girl that even when I was seeing that, I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to wait until the right moment because I don't want to fuck up this opportunity, right? Like that's how serious I was about it. Like I was, I was um, really trying to do it the best way possible. Again, that's my anxiety and my crazy notion that there is a right way to, you know, shoot your shot with somebody there really isn't because you know it doesn't matter how perfectly lined up everything is from your perspective if she's not into you it's not going to work out or like there's a million other variables that may not prevent it from happening but mainly if she's not into you so like there is that that notion that like i'm gonna wait until the right moment even in life in general that's just a life lesson there is no such thing as the right moment ever you either do something or you don't and if you don't do it, there's not going to be a perfect time. And if you do do it, whether the the way it goes, you can't change. So it's like there's no such thing as like the perfect, you know, storm. It, it That's not true. None of that shit is true. If you're going to do something, do it at that moment. And if you don't do it, then it's because you don't, don't you, it's all personal. It's not because, no, I got to wait until this. Per no, it's because, you know, you're just either not ready or you don't want to. But back then, a couple of months ago. The Eladia from a couple months ago, he thought that there was a right time and that he was going to wait. Right. And so even as I kept seeing these signs that I perceived to be like hints that she wanted me to do something, I still didn't do anything because I was like, no, it doesn't feel right. I want to wait until the right, the perfect moment. I don't want to force it. It's going to be great. I can be patient. Let me be patient for once. This was one of the few instances in my entire life. Where I was trying to be patient. And if you know me, 
And I mean, as I explained already with the anxiety thing, like I'm not a patient person at all. Like I really, it's, 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 it's a struggle for me because those thoughts just consume me, man. And so like, even if I decide to be patient with something, not patience, if I decide to be patient with something, you know, like my mind would just spiral and then I would end up doing something regardless because, you know, that's all I would think about. So, yeah, I'm not a patient person at all. But for this, I was like really a patient person. Like I waited like three, four months to even make a move. Like really like and and that's not me at all. Like I go, you know, I just go until I can't. And then I just go in another direction. I'm like a bull in a china shop, like or whatever the other analogy, you know, I'm not giving analogies, any other metaphor you want to use. I just go. I'm always on go mode. I just go. That's me, really. And so the fact that I didn't go, I was like really proud of myself for that. So I didn't do anything. And um, it got to a point to me where it just it just was too obvious. Like it almost it felt way too obvious. Again, may have been right, may have been wrong. Who knows? It's just my perspective. I don't know, right? Like, I, I, I honestly, I kind of want to name the. I, I kind of want to name this episode. I don't know, because it's such a perfect phrase for what I've been going through in the past week, year, life. You know, like the uncertainty of shit. Like the I, those three words are, are so important in my life right now. But I think I will name it. I don't know, but like. So, like I said, I don't know if she was doing what she, what I think that she was doing or not. No way of knowing, right? It's just how, what I thought. So, I said, oh, damn. This is just, like, too obvious at this point. So, let me reach out. And I do. And it works, right? That's what was crazy. I was like, oh, shit. I wasn't crazy for once in my life. Or, like, I didn't misread things. Or, like, this is actually what the fuck. What I was thinking is actually what's happening, right? Like, I was like, What? That's crazy. And so I do, I reach out to her and, and we're texting back and forth. Right. And I believe there's a point in there where like, I, I suggest that I've, I basically what I just said to you guys, like, I feel like you've been putting a lot of hints. So I said, you know what? Fuck it. Let me just act on it. And she liked that message again. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't fucking know if that's an acknowledgement or just like, I don't know what this guy's talking about. I took it as acknowledgement. Like, yeah, you're right. But yeah, we continue talking, right? Like I'm thinking, okay, yeah, it's going well. We're texting back and forth It's going quickly. It's fucking working. And then, oh, wait, I wish I had like a sad sound. Do I have like a fucking sad? Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> So I do that, right? And uh, and then the texting suddenly stops. And this is where, like, my nightmares begin because of my anxiety. Um, And I don't want to blame my anxiety on anything because, I'm, I, you know, I, I'm doing it. It's not like it's I don't I'm not taking ownership of anything. I'm like literally I'm doing all this shit. But it's just, you know, the reason for me doing a lot of this shit is because of that anxiety. But. I finally do it. I do this thing that I've been kind of putting off because I don't want it to go wrong. I want to do it and it go right. Because at that point in my life, I was also like, fuck, man, this same shit just keeps happening to me. And I don't know why. Let me try to do something different. Let me be patient. Let me, like, reach out when the time is right. And I'm thinking I do everything right. And still, still, 
the conversation just stops for like a weekend. Which, if you if you're a long time listener of this podcast, you know, whenever someone <laughs> doesn't text me for a weekend, um, I kind of lose my mind a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, because I I you know I get used to patterns, right? So like, if I would have sent her a message, she would have responded like three days later. I wouldn't be like, okay, this is the type of person she is. This is how she texts. It's fine, you know. That's just how it is. I can't do nothing about it. But, like, the constant, like, changing. Like, when patterns change, not only with when I'm dealing with women or texting women, but, like, in my life, when patterns change or, like, expect or things change suddenly. Like, let's say I have to, I have I play my day today. And then my dad calls me, like, something's happened. He wants me to do it. I, like, I have a mini brain freeze because I don't know what to do. I'm like, oh, fuck. Now I have to, like, reorganize in my head at this very moment while I'm on the phone with my dad who's asking me to do this thing. I got to be, like, reorganize me into my entire existence, really. Like, because I plan out my entire existence not, you know, that's exaggerating. But, like, I really do kind of, in the back of my head, I have an idea of everything is supposed to go. Or, like, what my loose plan is. When a wrench gets thrown in there. I, you know, I kind of, you know, I, I, my malfunction, it's like in that, the, I think the second episode of WandaVision, when uh vision gets the gum into his gears and he starts acting drunk and shit. We actually thought you were serious. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Uh, when, uh, when people throw random shit or like things change. Like, patterns change, expectations change, just, you know, life, which can be a bigger topic that I can talk about either later or in another episode. But, yeah, that's just what life is. Life is just, like, it's never going to go the way you think. So, you got to go with the flow. I'm bad at going with the flow. But, anyways, um, yeah, she stops texting me for, like, a couple of days. I lose my fucking mind, can't sleep, you know, cold, you know, a fucking, you know, uh, what is it, cold sweats while I'm sleeping, just the typical, <laughs> just the usual, because, you know, that's just, I guess, how bad my anxiety gets. Um, and if anybody wants to do a drinking game for this episode, anytime I say the word anxiety, take a shot. You're going to be like dead by the time this episode is over. But that's just how I am. And obviously, that's just all me. It doesn't fall, you know, it doesn't fall on anybody else. It's like, it just is what it is. Um like, it's not the women's fault for not responding because, again, this is just shit I have no control over that when I lose that control, I don't know what to do with myself. Um, but, yeah, so that happens. And I'm, like, losing my mind trying to talk to my sister, like, learning breathing techniques. <laughs> like, fuck, this shit has happened to me before and I still don't know how to deal with this. And then she texts. And then, like, this weird thing happens, right? We're like, we would get a little bit of a conversation going and then it would stop. And then a couple of days later, she would respond to a story and that would start a new conversation and then it would stop. And then like this kept happening. I was just like, I don't like it. I, I Like, again, because the, the control thing, anxiety, another shot. Um, that's it, it, it's just fucks with me. I, I, I don't like it. It's, it's just, you know, my personal thing. You know, whatever trauma I went through as a kid that led me to be like this. I don't know. Was it my near drowning? Was it fucking all the way back to when I was born? It had a fucking thing around my neck. Maybe that fucked me up for life. I don't fucking know. But 
Um, where am I? I'm losing my mind here. Whatever. This has been a very... Listen, these episodes, like I said, this episode is going to be a therapy session. And this is exactly how I'm treating it. So yeah, this becomes kind of like the pattern for a while. Until like the pattern really gets broken when like she doesn't respond to a message for a week. And that's like my breaking point. I'm like, what the fuck? Well, that along with her like doing something else that I'm not going to get too specific about because I, I, I don't want to get too specific because I don't want to, people to figure out who this person is. And I don't think they would. I don't think that many people are going to listen to this podcast episode anyway. So, yeah, that's not even a, a really an issue. Um, but I just don't want to get too specific. But this other thing happens that it's like, damn, okay. Then I'll say it, I'll say it like this. It kind of cut off communication like very severely and then that thing was undone but by the time it was undone i was really mad and again like i said earlier in the episode i'm not that petty usually until certain moments as this was one of the moments that was really petty and i said you want you know what i'm gonna follow her you know what i mean this is the way that i'm gonna show her that you know what she did was fucked up like this is in my head like the way for me to get through to her that I didn't like that. You know what I mean? Like, that there's consequences to things like that. You know, instead of, like, being a fucking mature person and just saying that, that's something I'm working on. I don't know why it's so hard for me to use my fucking words in highly emotional situations, but I need to work on that. Like, I could have just easily said, hey, or, like, either waited until she responded or whatever. Or just be like, hey, by the way, I really don't like when this happens. That's just a mature way to deal with situations like that. But I did the opposite of the mature way, the immature way. And I don't follow her on Instagram and Twitter. And it's funny because my sister told me, look, hey, if you do this, you can't come back from this. This is like really like, I guess it's just social media etiquette. If you don't follow somebody, if, if you don't follow somebody, you just can't like expect them to ever give a fuck about you ever again but i guess i didn't realize how serious that was or how true that was until i did it and then i did that like on a sunday night went to sleep woke up already she had unfollowed me everywhere and i was like fuck it was this is where like you know reality sets in and you're like oh shit damn Maybe I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> that was my mind. I was just like, wait, hold on. Did I, did I make the wrong decision? You know what I mean? Was this the right thing to do? Was this the right way to like show that I was mad? And certainly wasn't. I'll just put that lightly. That, that puts it lightly. That was not the right thing to do. That was like a very petty thing to do that I did that I regret it literally the next morning. It's like when you send a drunk text and you wake up, you're like, why did I send this? Except it was like an emotional text for me. Which emotions may, might as well make me drunk. I can't even get drunk. And I think, I, you know, like I've tried drinking alcohol. I simply can't get drunk. I'm pretty sure like emotions are like my alcohol. The thing that disrupt the way that I work. But yeah, I instantly regret it. And then I tried to follow her like a week later. Right? I'm like, alright, maybe a week should be long enough to see, you know, for the anger to settle down. Because obviously, I'm thinking, I'm assuming that she's angry. Again, I don't know. Let me put it in the fucking screen here. I don't 
know. Or backwards. I don't know. However the fuck. I can tell because I think this is mirrored. I think it is. I don't know. No, I think it's I don't know. Hey, guess what? In terms of that, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I don't know if she was angry or not. I think I assume she was. But so I give it like a week to like follow her back because obviously I realized the error in my ways instantly, like n no less than a day. I'm like, fuck, why did I do that? And um, I try to I wait like a week to do it. And then when I try to follow her, she uh, <laughs> what did she do? She um, and, and I'm thinking like this whole week, I'm like, OK, I got to I got to take my L, I got to move on. But I simply can't. I'm like, fuck, I can't do it. And so I give in and I try to follow her back like a week later. And <laughs> when I try to follow her back, it fucking, you know, I think she blocks me on both Twitter and Instagram and unblocks me so that I get removed from her from following her. And obviously I take that as a hint again. I don't know. But I'm assuming that means don't follow me. <laughs> I think that's a pretty safe assumption out of everything I've ever resumed in my life. I think that's a pretty safe assumption. But she does it. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I think it's over. I think, I think I'm done. It's done so. And at that point, I'm kind of ready to be like, all right, let me just take my L and just move on from this, right? Like, I think it's over. It doesn't work. Or like, I fucked it up. You got to face the consequences of your actions. And I'm ready to kind of do that. But then I realized the way I even found out about the, the way I even discovered her on social media was through mutuals. So like the mutuals are retweeting her shit. Right. And so like I can't escape her now. I'm realizing right like a week, two weeks later, me trying to be like, all right, whatever. Forget this. I don't care. Or like I'm trying to get get over it. I realize I can't get over it. I'm going to keep seeing her for the rest of my fucking life because of these mutuals that I follow. Right. And they're going to, you know, interact with her and retweet her shit and reply to her. It's like, fuck. And now I got to see it even on Twitter. If you mute somebody like you can't. I think even if you block them, you can still see when people interact with them. If you follow the people that are interacting with them, which is a horrible fucking system. Twitter needs to fix that shit ASAP. <sighs> so, yeah, it's becoming a nightmare at this point where, like, I'm trying to get over her or I'm trying not to even think about her. But I am I keep seeing her because of the mutuals. So then that's when I decide, you know what? I don't know. I If I'm going to keep seeing her, I, I might as well just follow her back. And even if or not follow her back, I might as well follow her. And if she doesn't follow me back. Whatever, you know, it is what it is. But if I'm going to continue seeing her regardless, fuck it. Let me just do it. But before I do it, um, something happens. Again, assumptions are bad. I don't know nothing. I literally don't know anything. Shout out to Wax from the Brilliant Idiots. But she starts liking a couple of my podcast posts. Mind you, like, she hasn't done that from the time... Even before, she just wouldn't really interact with my podcast page at all, right? And so I'm seeing that, and, and I'm like, you know, like, I'm assuming maybe take it as a hint that I maybe I could try to mend things. But yeah, basically, I see her interacting with the podcast page for the first time in a while, and I read into it. Maybe I should, I shouldn't have. I don't know, but I guess, again, guys, this is just how my mind works. But I see that, and I'm like, okay, maybe it's time I can mend things, maybe a little bit. And so I do what I do, typically to fucking help my anxiety 
And it's just, I send her a message, like really long paragraphs, basically explaining my actions. Like, hey, I'm sorry. I was being petty because you weren't really texting me back. And that really hurt me. Like, I, I was being as honest as I am right now on this podcast. And I send those messages. And to this day, it doesn't say seen. So I don't know if she's seen it or not. I would assume so. Because at this point, I've assumed to know that, like, any woman that I send a message to or I interact with, if I think they haven't seen a message, they probably have. They just don't haven't responded. So I was like, you know what? Man, this episode, it could be either I don't know or, like, assumptions. Like, you know, there's a very clear theme here in terms of my life. It could be anxiety. It could be control. Whatever you want to call it. But, you know, I assume that she reads the message. Mainly because when I try to follow her the next day or like a week or two weeks later, like I, I follow her on Instagram and Twitter again, I'm like, all right, let me let me try this again. It's been a month. Let me give it another shot. Because again, I'm trying to see her. I'm I'm trying to follow her again. Oh, I added this on the message. I just want to put point this out because I thought, you know, it should be pointed out. I did say I can't keep acting like I don't want to see you in my t- timeline. And that's true. Like, at that point, I was kind of, like, missing seeing her thoughts and, obviously, her pictures because she is a pretty bloke. But mainly her opinions on shit. I think she has a very... She's very smart, obviously. And I'm attracted to intelligence. But, yeah, I, I tell her that in the message. And then two weeks later, I try to follow her back on Instagram and Twitter. And it works. And I'm fine with it. I'm like, okay, that's fine. As long as I can follow her, even if she doesn't want to follow me... That's fine because, you know, she had become like a staple of my feet at that point. And so it's like, you know, it feels weird not seeing her tweets or her fucking stories. So I just follow her. And then is there like a fucking angelic sound? I need to put, let me see if I can find an angelic sound. And then one random morning, either a couple of days or a week after I had followed her on Instagram, I just hear this. I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, bruh, she followed me back. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Like, I just hear that. Like, as I see that on my phone, I'm like, wait, I cannot believe this. And now my endorphins are running. I think that's the right word. You know, when you're excited and you, you know, everything is going crazy. Like, I just, my heart is pumping. I'm like, yes. I'm like fist pumping. You know what I mean? Whoa, I don't know. Is that like a, what is that? I'm like, yes, yes. I'm fist bumping and shit. So, yeah, I see that. I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, all right. I think now it's back to zero. And I'm thinking, okay. All right, let's, let's, let me just relax and just be normal and let, you know, it's fine. Now everything is kind of at best best case scenario. I think for me, it's like it's back to the way it was before. And then this curious thing happens where like to me, this is one of those things that I saw that I thought. I know this could be a, a, even now, right? Like with this, you know, hindsight is 2020. I'm thinking like, you know, you can't be assuming that's your issue. That's been your issue your entire life. You think you know something and you don't. You're very cocky about the things that you think you know, and then you end up not knowing anything. And you're like way off. But to this, but even now, I'm still like, but I gotta let go. This is just an assumption. Again, 
just an assumption, just the way my mind works. I tweet something like, um, what is it? Oh yeah. I want love in my life so badly, but it shouldn't fuck up my mental health or like something like that. And then like I post that like at night and I go to sleep, I wake up. And then when I see her stories, there's a couple of things that correlate directly to that tweet, right? Mind you, she's not following me back on Twitter. So it always confused me. And so I don't know, but that's just my mind went to like, Oh, she wants me to, you know, she, she's doing that because she wants me to like interact. But at that point I was just kind of like, again, I don't want to, I don't want to assume every, anything. I don't want to mess with anything. I just want to relax. Right. And now at this point in the story, everything I'm about, I was about to say a lot more, go into a lot more detail, but everything will be pedantic at that point. So like, let me just get to the fucking point of this whole story. I don't even know how to describe the rest of what happened because it's so stupid. And not stupid in a bad way, in like a minuscule thing that I'm kind of aggrandizing. You know what I mean? Because obviously for the story's sake. But basically it becomes a thing where like I think she's tweeting about me and I'm tweeting about her. And I think she knows that I'm tweeting about her. You know, those subs. You know Twitter. I feel like I've already had this experience where like it's this weird feeling sometimes that you think that you're tweeting something. Or you read a tweet and I'm like, oh, this person is talking about me. And you can have reason to believe so. And there's like a deep kind of like in your gut feeling. It's like this person is talking about me. You know. Now I'm slowly realizing that even if I do feel that feeling, I need to just be rational and be like, maybe not. It's assumptions. I don't know. So there's this like weird game thing that is happening. And then, you know, I like one of her tweets that I think is talking about me. And then she follows me. And I take that as bias confirmation that she was talking about me this whole time. And every assumption I've ever made about her is true. I, you know what I mean? Because that's just how my fucked up mind works. My fucking crazy ass mind. And then, you know, it becomes a thing of like, okay, so if every assumption I've ever had about her is right, now let me kind of see if I can get back into her good graces or like try to get something going. And then nothing happens. A lot of, you know, misunderstand All stupid shit. Basically, here's where it crescendos. It crescendos where like, I think, okay, I'm kind of done with these like subs or like assumptions. And now I want something real because as fun as it was for a while, right? Just like that feeling like, Ooh, is she talking about me? Ooh, am I talking about her? Ooh, like it became a thing of like when my anxiety was like, okay, now it's getting to a point where like, I can't really, you know, this is too like on the air for me to like, right? I can feel it in the air tonight, baby. Shout out Phil Collins. <laughs> yeah, it's becoming too ambiguous for me. Like I'm losing track. I don't know if she's even talking about me anymore. I don't even know if she knows who she, I don't even, at this point, I don't even know if she knows who I am at this point, right? Like I'm completely lost. So I send her a message, right? And I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm telling my sister, look, I'm gonna send her a message and if she responds, great. And if she doesn't respond, then I'll take that as a sign that, you know, I shouldn't even continue down this road. And so I send her the message and she doesn't respond. And I'm ready to be like, okay, now you really gotta like move on, bro. Like this is crazy. But then this fucking thing happens again, which happened a while ago. If you remember near the beginning of the story or like in the middle of the story ish, like around when the climax hit, it's been another month, like without her not interacting with the podcast at all. And all of a sudden she's like liking shit again. She's like interacting with the podcast page again. And then that confuses me. And now this is where like, now I'm truly losing my mind because I don't know what to, what to do. I really don't. I'm like, so should I like just completely ignore everything? Should I maybe read into it? What the fuck do I do? I don't know. And not knowing, I feel like has led to 
a big reason why I've spiraled the past couple of weeks in terms of depression, anxiety, all that shit is because like, okay, I don't know what to do. I don't know what decision to make whenever I don't know what to do about something or whenever I don't know something about something, everything becomes like, again, I'm not grounded. And when I'm not grounded, I lose control. And that basically is what happened. And I mean, that along with the depression, like I was already feeling depressed. And as all of this is happening, it's really not helping it at all. And so it because it gets to a point where like I, I see something in her story. This happened like a couple of days ago, very recent. She posts something that leads me to believe that she's like talking to other guys or something or like that she has a boyfriend. I don't know. I was depressed. My mind was in a weird place, right? Like, I don't know why I really assumed this. And I was like so sure of it. And that was like what really like just threw me down into the garbage. And then I was just fucked up. And I think at that point was probably my rock bottom that now I'm slightly coming out of where like now I've made a decision that yes, all this stuff, it's like shit that other people wouldn't sweat. It's not a big deal to other people. It's shit people go through on a daily basis. But for me, it triggers heavy anxiety when I don't know something. And so the decision I've made and the point of this entire story, besides, you know, talking about the catalyst for why I felt so fucking bad, like why I've been doing horribly mentally, not just the whole year, but really in the past month, this whole experience has led me to like this weird rock bottom where like I really didn't know anything. I couldn't hold on to anything. I was floating in space. And so what I've realized and what that has helped me come to the conclusion of is that I think I'm just going to double down, double, triple, quadruple down on the podcast. Because like I started this podcast talking about, this podcast is my comfortable place. It is my happy place. It is the place where I don't feel anxious at all. It is a place where I can control everything. And so if this is a place where I feel my best mentally, like in terms of my mental health, let me just stay in this area, right? Even if it becomes kind of isolating, which it won't because I invite guests onto the podcast. So I get to interact with people face to face. But why not just like stay here, right? Like anytime I'm feeling down, anytime I'm feeling like anxious, anytime I'm feeling depressed, why not just record something, do a podcast, do a video reaction, you know what I mean? Like design something for a new show that may be coming out soon. You know, record a review of one of your favorite movies, right? Like just stick to the things that you know are going to keep you mentally healthy, right? Like for me, like I said, it's doing the podcast. It could also be like listening to a really good album, watching reaction videos on YouTube, watching a movie in a the movie theater. I haven't done that in such a fucking long time. Like, I really need to do that because when I'm in there just watching a movie, not paying attention to my phone in this world, you know, living vicariously through the characters in a big screen, like, that's when I feel at my, at my happiest. When I'm listening to a really great fucking album, that's where I'm at my happiest. When I'm watching a really good TV show like The, the White Lotus recently, that's where I'm at my happiest, right? Why am I trying to find happiness and comfort in a place where typically or most often, or always, there's just heavy anxiety in. And it's not even love or relationships that causes the anxiety. It's the weird game that you play before you're in an actual relationship with someone, right? Like, that's why I hate the talking stage, because that gray area, there's just so, so much shit I don't know that it really fucks me up. And so, like, instead of trying to chase that, right? Like, even if it is a girl I like, 
why don't I just relax and just stay in the places that make me happy and also take care of myself, right? Like, why don't I just start working out? I will start working out. I will start biking. I have a bike in the basement of this apartment complex that I haven't used ever since I was gifting it. You, ever since I was being, I, I got a gifted, right? Like, why don't I just go like biking around the woods and while listening to an album or something? Why don't I get a haircut? I've been needing to get a haircut in a long time. Why don't I do? Why don't I do some chores? Like, this is what I'm starting to realize, and then I'm gonna really try to put in practice for whenever situations like this come across. Like, I'm literally just going to bury my head into the things that make me the happiest whenever I go out and try to find happiness and comfort in other places. And then that inevitably, those places, and those places usually women, or situations with women, those situations or people typically lead me down a really dark road because I get too caught up in it, right? Whenever I'm starting to notice that I'm doing that, I'm just going to step back and do what I do best, the podcast, or do what I love, the podcast, you know, YouTube videos, you know, movies, TV shows, music, all of that, but that's, and you know, that's the reason why I decided to make this episode, talking about what I've been going through recently, because this is what makes me happy, this is what makes me not anxious, and so, you know, if I, this is my happy place, why don't I come here more often? I think I'm going to do that and just talk about, you know, like I, like I said, treat this podcast like a therapy session. It's my fucking podcast. I created it with that in mind. And it's become kind of something of a beast. You know, it's become a beast in and of itself where like it's this entity that's almost separate from who I am. But fuck it. Let me try to fucking reel in the beast like Daenerys in like seasons seasons five and six of Game of Thrones, like trying to control her dragons. Let me try to take control of this fucking podcast for once. And that's what these solo episodes are going to be. And um, yeah, man, that's uh, that's a life update. That's everything that's been going on. That's everything that's been happening in my life the past like two months, three months, even if you want to say since August. Yeah, that's like three months since July. I don't know. But that's just like the thing that's mostly I've mostly been going through in the past couple of months. Everything I said does not reflect in any way about this person. This person has her own experience. And if she told her experience, it would be like this fucking guy. A lot of you is so weird. He was doing this. Um. You know, he was doing this, like he unfollowed me and then he expects me to forget about that. What the fuck is wrong with him or whatever, you know, but like, it's always important to look at the other, to realize that this is all just my fucked up worldview and experience, right? Like everybody looks at the world through a different lens. That's why I feel like everybody sees the world differently. Like no two people see the world the same. I might as well be seeing the color white and she could be seeing the color purple and we would never know, you know? But that was my life update. Now I think I want to get into other shit. You know what I mean? Like I want to get off of my life update and what the fuck has been going on in my life. And I just want to talk about, you know, more accessible content. Like in case you're listening to this or watching this podcast and you're like, I don't give a fuck about this guy's life. I want to hear some good content, something funny, some entertaining at least. This guy's life is not entertaining. I don't give a fuck that he was depressed. I could give two fucks. <laughs>
<laughs> so if anybody feels that way, these next, you know, couple of minutes or like however long this goes for is going to be just talking about anything besides me. This is going to have absolutely nothing to do with me. So this part is for you guys that don't give a fuck. The first segment I'm going to do is called Unpopular Empty Opinion, where I'm just going to give you guys a popu un un unpopular opinion. And I think I know the perfect unpopular opinion that I think is going to get me like real. I, I think this opinion is going to get me ostracized from society. <laughs> I think people are going to hear this and be like, are you fucking crazy? What? You need to get out of here. Um, but bro. And let me get this sound ready because I know I'm going to this is going to be everybody's reaction to this. Um, guys, I think Halloween is overrated. Oh, I, I know, guys, listen, I know that's just how I feel, though. Like, I don't get the hype for Halloween at all. Like, I don't understand the fanaticism that comes and why people love Halloween like I guess it could be a, a confluence of a lot of things it could just be it could just be like fall right like people love fall the people who love fall probably love October because it's like the sweet spot where it's like not it's like the perfect fall weather is in fall what the perfect fall weather is in October right so I could get that and then it could be like you like dressing up You've attended many comic cons and vid cons and you love dressing up as other people and you say, fuck it. Uh, you know, Halloween is a perfect opportunity to do this. And so you love it for that. And so now there's two things that people may love. And then there's also like you may love candies, right? Like, oh, you just can't get enough of those sweets. You know, I love those sweets. And so that's three things right there that I feel like if, if I can assume are the three things that make Halloween such a big deal. And I can see why I don't give a fuck about Halloween because I don't give a fuck about any of those three things. You know, <laughs> I don't like sweets for one. I'm not a sweets man at all. It's like, you know, I can have one sweet once in a while, but like it gets too much and then I'm over it. Like it, it I just can't take that much sugar. Maybe I'm like pre-diabetic or something, but I feel horrible when I eat something sweet. Or it's just like, I don't have a sweet tooth. I have a broken tooth. <laughs> I have like one tooth in my mouth that is completely broken, but it's definitely not sweet. Um, or maybe it was a sweet tooth. And because I ate so many sweets, it got broken. And then my sweet tooth, you know, sensibilities died with it. I don't know. But I don't give a fuck about sweets. I could give two fucks about dressing down. I've never dressed down for Halloween in my life. Actually, that's a lie. I dressed once as you know captain dominican or something like that or like dominican superhero with a dominican flag on my back and that was an awful outfit and so i never did it again maybe i just have ptsd from that day but i don't i do not like dressing up i just find it like unnecessary you know i just i don't get it you know what i mean oh and i forgot the main thing horror movies is part of also the reason people love halloween people love horror movies and i like horror movies but i'm not like one of those people that like wants to watch shitty ones. <laughs> There's a lot of people that really want to watch shitty horror movies. And I'm just not one of those. Like I'll watch a good one. I'll watch, you know, It Comes at Night. I'll watch Hereditary, Midsommar. But like the really shitty ones, like the Jason versus Freddy versus Jason. You know, the really shitty Halloween sequels. Like that's not me. But uh, people love those like schlocky horror movies. And I guess I do like Fall. But 
not that much where like I'm gonna celebrate the fact that fall is here. Fall might actually be my favorite weather, but still, man, I just don't. I can't get. I can't get with the Halloween, man. I don't. I don't give two fucks. I, I'm. I'm not in the spirit, and I think. I'm kind of like that with a lot of things. Like, I don't have school spirit. I've never been to a Temple football game, or a Temple basketball game. I've never gone to a fucking Temple rally. You know, I go to Temple University. I don't have school spirit. I don't have any kind of spirit. I'm a very boring guy is what I'm trying to say, basically. And I just don't get Halloween. Halloween is just very overrated to me. So, I think people are going to be really mad at that opinion. But, just being honest here, man. So, that's the empty unpopular opinion of the week or of the of these solo episodes and the way i'm gonna end this episode now i guess is uh by talking about some pop culture items why do i call them items it doesn't even make fucking sense pop culture topics is what i mean empty pop culture empty pop culture i guess i'll call this segment you know naming segments in the empty opinions universe is very easy because you just had empty at the beginning of it in its own brand isn't that great uh, but yeah, I'm going to talk about three things that I listed down. Uh, one, obviously, I got to talk about Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp going down. That was the main thing that happened this week that everybody was talking about, right? And it was interesting being that, like, I have a Twitter. Like, I can't even imagine. Like, for example, I was talking to my sister about it. She doesn't have a Twitter. She only has an Instagram and a TikTok. And are you serious? Are you vacuuming again? But yeah, I was talking to my sister about it and she has TikTok. And what she said basically was just like, I barely noticed. I was just on TikTok the whole day. So like if you're a TikTok, whoa, if you're a TikTok aficionado, I feel like you probably didn't even give a fuck about Instagram. Because look, TikTok is a very addicting app. It's basically just like a social YouTube, right? Like an even more social YouTube. Because YouTube can be kind of, you know, formal in a way. When the videos you can make on YouTube is like, oh, you made a video on YouTube. It's like it takes a lot of editing. And it's like it, it, YouTube is almost like the new TV. So anything you post on YouTube feels like official. But TikTok is like it's just memes, right? It's just people talking. It's just memes. It's just whatever. So my sister wasn't really affected by it, but I wonder, and I know, like when Instagram went down, most of all, there was so many people just on Twitter. Like they all immigrated to Twitter and I was just like, fuck. Like I actually felt really anxious because I was just like, bro, like I, I, I tweeted this. I was just like, I didn't know you could feel claustrophobic in a social media, but I did. I felt really claustrophobic when all the fucking Instagram folk moved to Twitter. It was weird. And that like opened a lot of interesting conversations about just Facebook and Instagram and like what would happen if like all social medias went down for a day or for a long time? Like what would happen? And it's interesting because, yeah, a lot of people during that time realized they were addicted to Instagram. And so I wonder what that's going to change. I don't think that's probably going to change anything. I think we're going to be like, damn, like Offset, he tweeted, he said something like, oh, shit, I just realized I'm addicted to Instagram. And that's a nice realization because as long, you know, if you don't know the problem, you can't fix it. So I'm glad he acknowledged the problem. And I hope a lot of people, I'm pretty sure a lot of people realized that they are addicted to social media, mainly Instagram, when it went down. But I wonder if people are finding that out and nothing's going to happen. <laughs> like they find that out and it is like, it doesn't even matter. It's like, all right, whatever. It's back up again, though. So fuck it. I'm going to go back to my daily dose of Instagram. You know what I mean? Let me fucking, you know, slap my. 
get my shit ready. Let me slap my veins in my slap my arm to get that fucking daily intake of bullshit. Like Instagram is just like there's just nothing of value on Instagram, man. It really isn't. Like stories, people don't post really anything. It posts bullshit like dumb like this. There's, there's absolutely nothing of value on Instagram. And you can't convince me otherwise. Like every other social media has more important shit than Instagram, right? And I think it has to do with the fact that Instagram is a visual medium, right? It's like pictures mainly. Um, like shit like that just devolves around just narcissism and bullshit and like vanity, right? Like if your app is based on pictures, there's a good chance it's going to devolve into vanity, right? And like nothing important. So I'm not surprised that that's what you all you find in Instagram, but it's interesting how, yeah, like one big social, and not just Instagram. I mean, I'm not mentioning Facebook and WhatsApp, which like Facebook is where all the older people are at. So they were probably losing their fucking minds, not being able to post what the fuck their cousin just told them on social media. Right. Like, they, you know, they wanted to write that post, you know, that 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 uh, that uh, what, what the fuck do they even call it on Insta- on Facebook? I don't know. Like, they just wanted to write on their wall like, listen, guys, I just wanted to let you know, like my cousin, she's been bothering me. She's been asking for money. I just found her in the fucking bathroom shooting up heroin. What the fuck is going on? Like, you know, they wanted to get that off. They're like, oh, I'm about to kill him with this story of my family on Instagram and or on Facebook. And then they got there and they realized, oh, shit, Facebook.com is for sale. But yeah, it's just funny that like everybody kind of got affected by it, right? Like, let me tell you three huge groups that got got affected by Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp being down. Instagram, like younger people, like 20s to 30s, they got really affected by it. it you know, uh, Facebook, like 40s to 70s <laughs> got affected. And then I guess in that middle will be like WhatsApp maybe, or just WhatsApp is actually more relevant to like kids of immigrants or like the international audience they were affected by it. So like in that way, like the fact that Facebook has ownership of Instagram and WhatsApp as well, it's like they literally have damn near a monopoly on the way people use internet, right? Like these three apps are basically the internet to a lot of people. That's basically all they use on the internet. So like this going down, it's actually kind of wild, but yeah, man, that was like the big thing that happened this week. Uh, Facebook, Instagram and WhatsApp. And I think I'm gonna leave it there. I had two other things, but they're kind of irrelevant. And, you know, I've been recording for a while. This is for sure the longest I've ever done a podcast episode, like just solo. And I'm really struggling. Listen, I'm trying to get my tolerance up. I'm trying to get my energy up. I'm trying to be able to podcast without this much energy. It's just I have too much energy or I put way too much energy I need to be able to learn a way or something to, like, fuck, correctly manage it. Managing energy is going to be, like, the next goal for mine in terms of doing podcasts because this amount of energy output for a podcast episode that's damn near 90 minutes long, it's not good. It's just not good for my mental health. After I finish this, I might just take a nap and not wake up until tomorrow. Like, that's how drained I'm feeling. But hey, I revealed a lot about myself. I mean, I think I'm pretty pleased with how well this episode went or like the th- the places it went. Obviously, I'm not going to know exactly how this episode turns out until I finish editing it and it's like complete. But I have a good feeling that this is going to be a good one. And um, 
Is this episode is is this episode gonna get me in trouble? What do you think I'm gonna say? I don't know, man. That's any motherfucking episode. But that's gonna be it for this episode of the Empty Opinions Podcast. This has been episode 143. Um, yeah, and the way we're gonna end this episode is with a song. Every episode ends with a song. Um, quick change. Uh, the song that I was actually gonna play for the outro of the podcast was the new Corday song Super, but I decided to change it to the intro to Don Tolliver's new album. Uh, escape because I think that song better matches the vibe of the episode. So yeah, that's gonna be the new outro. Just letting everybody know. I just woke up. That's why I look really bad. Don't judge me. That's gonna be the song that I choose to end this episode. So thank you guys so much for listening to this crazy life update episode. There was some pop culture topics in there too. There was some Halloween talk, but mostly just my life and how what the fuck I've been going through recently. And um, the good thing about these solo episodes is that you don't have to worry about me talking about myself for three more weeks. Isn't that nice? All right, that's going to be it for this episode. Uh, Thank you guys so much for watching and or listening. And I'll catch you guys next week for episode 144. Yeah, you don't want no one. No, I can't lie. You don't want no one. Stay with it is, keep it blunt New girl for the month, it ride out the bunch And I know that it gets old and it gets cold Just pull up when we're outside before the gate cold Need a lot to keep you gay Finally realized that it put you sexy you all broke, but you learned your lesson It's a long time, but you still get sexy Oh, you still got it. Always asking what you doing. Tell him take you shopping. He don't do it for you, baby. Get a different option. Catch you coming out the crib and he ain't coming out of pocket. How long that's gonna take? No, you just wanna escape. No, you just wanna break. But girl, you gotta embrace, yeah. And I know that it gets old and it gets cold. Just pull up when we're outside before the gate cold. Need a lot to keep you gay. That he put you sexy you all broke, but you learned your lesson It's a long time between you still get sexy Still get sexy Call my phone or text me Yeah, It's about that time to come roll out But it's so long, bound for a blowout You look down, she love to show up You going crazy, I ain't know, but I know now Let me pull up later Show you how I'm rocking. Do you all a favor? And I know that it gets old and it gets cold. Just pull up when you're outside before the gate cold. Need a lot to keep you gay. Daddy, what you say? It's hard, bro, but you learned your lesson. It's a long time, but you still get sexy.